0: For KAXE News, I'm Larissa Donovan with the Up North Report. The Foston City Administrator made the trip to St. Paul Thursday to testify to the House Health Committee on a bill around hospital unit closures. Cassie Heidi is very familiar with this issue as Essentia Health stopped labor and delivery services at the Foston Hospital 606 days before they held a public hearing on the unit closure last January. Heidi said she was supportive of the changes proposed in House File 3700, saying it gives local governments more control over health care in their communities. Finally, the language in this bill empowers local governments to shape the future of health care within their communities. Local governments have an intimate understanding of community needs that far surpasses those of corporate executives whose profits often exceed the general fund budget of the communities they serve. When Essentia began managing the hospital, Foston leaders in 2009 negotiated a contract that required labor and delivery to continue as an essential service. Essentia rerouted Expecting Families to St. Mary's Hospital in Detroit Lakes, more than 60 miles away, starting around three years ago. When the unit first closed in 2021, Essentia Health announced it was being paused to find additional nursing staff. Foston and Essentia are expected to begin mediation this July, as Foston plans to terminate their agreement with the nonprofit hospital network. The bill will change language for legislation introduced in 2021, which required hospitals to provide 120 days notice and, and a public hearing before curtailing or changing locations of health care services. The bill has a companion in the state Senate where it has been referred to the Health and Human Services Committee. British Columbia-based Pulsar Helium confirmed previous findings of helium near Babbitt, according to a news release from the company. In the early morning hours of February 28th, drills reached a total depth of 2,200 feet. Throughout the drilling process, the company reported helium in concentrations of up to 12.4%. Any helium concentration greater than 0.3% is considered economically significant. Pulsar had planned to drill another 50 feet, but had to stop early due to the warm winter conditions and impending load restrictions on the rural gravel road that leads to the drilling site. This is the first discovery of helium in the state, but Pulsar says there may be more to be found in the Arrowhead. The Duluth Complex is the rock formation that gives the North Shore its dramatic cliffs and the Boundary Waters its irregular rocky lakeshores. Its geological history explains the region's metal deposits, which created fissures where helium deposits could hide. To advance clean energy, a Minnesota coalition wants to see new power lines alongside highways. Mike Mowen with the Minnesota News Connection has more.
1: A coalition of labor and environmental groups is throwing its support behind longstanding Minnesota legislation meant to remove barriers to building power lines along federal highway corridors. Next Gen Highways is helping lead the call for Minnesota lawmakers to update laws that help determine where power lines can be constructed, including near interstate highways. NextGen's Randy Satterfield says without any changes, some wind and solar development will continue to see delays due to lack of space on the power grid. He says prioritizing highway corridors also removes headaches for private landowners. As we rely more and more on landowners, often in rural communities, to host our solar and wind projects, we owe it to them to give due consideration to existing linear infrastructure corridors like highways. Current Minnesota law requires the Department of Transportation to pay utility companies if they're forced to move poles or towers in federal highway rights-of-way. A pair of bills would shift those costs to utilities in line with existing rules for state highway corridors. Minnesota transportation officials have proposed these changes before, but the bills never succeeded amid opposition from utilities. Utilities, lawmakers, and stakeholders continue to discuss the current legislation. Satterfield points out their polling indicates strong public support. We did a public opinion survey last year and nearly 80 percent of Minnesotans support the placement of transmission lines on existing infrastructure corridors. And Satterfield reminds lawmakers the clock is ticking on Minnesota's law that requires utility companies to provide 100 percent carbon-free electricity by 2040. Meanwhile, transportation officials say safety is one of the primary concerns with this movement. An official says if the legislation passes, they'll work closely with utilities, especially since power lines will become instrumental in moving electric vehicles on highways. I'm Mike Moner reporting.
0: That's it for the Up North Report. For KAXE News, I'm Larissa Donovan telling the stories of northern Minnesota through local news.